0: The title of my message this afternoon is The Relationship Between Faith and Love. The Relationship Between Faith and Love. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24, 25 and 26. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. As you well know those of you that were with us last Sunday, we taught on how to release our God-given desires and dreams from the spiritual realm into this natural, physical realm through the prayer of faith recorded in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, and verse 24. And I shared with you the importance of of releasing our faith when we pray and not when we see the manifestation of the things we desire. That's very important because Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. We must release our faith the moment we pray and not the moment we see the results. That is the prayer of faith. Furthermore, I shared with you some of my own experiences and personal testimonies, how I used the prayer of faith and the tremendous results that came as a result of exercising my faith, according to Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24. Now, today we will take a closer look at the relationship between faith and love and why forgiveness plays such an important role in having our prayers answered. The subject of faith is one of my favorite subjects in the Bible and one that I meditate and teach on quite frequently. And those of you who know me for any length of time can testify that this is the case. I just love studying the subject of faith. Why do I do that? Why do I say that? Because Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. There is no other way to please God except by faith. Furthermore, The Bible says that those who have been justified by faith shall live by faith. Now, if we desire to live the kind of life that pleases God, we need to study in depth the subject of faith and learn how to live and walk by faith. In fact, Romans chapter 14, verse 23 says, Whatsoever is not of faith, is sin whatever is not of faith is sin imagine that anything that is not motivated or inspired by faith the bible calls it sin that means we need to learn to do all things by faith and through faith and that includes our thought life our speech as well as our behavior One of the most important things we need to know about faith is that faith works by love. Faith works by love. If you're taking notes, it's important that you write this down. Faith works by love. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, and we're going to read from the Amplified Translation. This brings it out clearly, and it explains in depth how the the relationship between faith and love works. Galatians 5, verse 6, Amplified Translation says, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith. Activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Wow. Let me read that again. Faith is activated. It is energized. It is expressed. And it works through love. The force that enables our faith to work and bring the desired results is the love of God. The reason Jesus was so successful in using his faith was because he walked in the fullness of God's love. He loved God and he loved people. And love was the reason for his faith or the reason he used his faith so effectively. The driving force of his faith was his compassion towards people, all kinds of people. Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. And we read that very phrase over and over in the New Testament. That is why Jesus immediately added to his statement in Mark's gospel, chapter 11 and verse 24, the words in verse 25. Which says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. In other words, to put it simply, if we want our faith to work for us, we need to walk in love and forgive those who have wronged us. We are only released from our own trespasses when we release others from theirs. And people who choose to hold on to offenses, to bitterness, to unforgiveness, will never experience God's freedom or answers to their prayers. The only one that they hurt is themselves, not the person who hurt them. And I have learned this long ago from Kenneth E. Hagin in one of his teachings on faith. I recall he said that he ever found out, if he ever found out, that his prayers were not working, the first place, the first place he would look to correct was the area of love and forgiveness. He would thoroughly search his heart along those lines and adjust his attitude and his behavior i thought that was that was a tremendous statement that came from the lips of the man who walked by faith almost all his life and i've learned that from him and i thank god for his ministry to this day because he taught me how to use my faith and he taught me how to exercise my faith as i continue to release people and forgive and let go of offenses to out outstanding testimonies that come to mind as i teach on this subject of forgiveness come from two individuals in the course of my ministry a number of years ago i was preaching in a full gospel church here in cape town on the subject of forgiveness and after the message i recall i gave an altar call and a number of people came forward for prayer Among them was a middle-aged woman who had gone through a painful divorce several years ago. And she was held in bondage for years by the spirit of unforgiveness. And I recall the moment I laid my hands on her and prayed for her. She broke down in tears and she was able to let go of her bitterness and unforgiveness towards her ex-husband. And later she testified that for the first time in many years, she said, she felt free and the joy of the Lord returned to her heart. As a result of her forgiving her ex, both of her children came to the Lord and were born again, were baptized in water. And both her children, she had a son or she has a son and a daughter, and both of them were in their 20s we held a number of church services and gatherings in her house after the miracle she experienced and she went on with the lord that was a tremendous testament here was a woman who for years was held in bondage and she couldn't she couldn't move forward and she was crippled emotionally as well as spiritually but the moment she forgave she was released from her infirmity or from her grudges. And not only that, but she released her two children and were, went on to be baptized in water and serve the Lord together. The other testimony that comes to mind is from an individual who is a member of our ministry today and continues to be a great blessing to the Lord, as well as to the family and to this ministry. I'm not going to mention names. I don't think it's important to mention names. But several years ago, she was let go from her place of employment without a justified reason or an explanation. As a result of that, she became bitter and she held a grudge and became unforgiving toward her ex-employer. After that, She applied for many employment positions, but every door was closed to her face. For months on end, she could not get a job anywhere. A member of her family, who is a member of our ministry, encouraged her to write to me and ask for prayer. And after much persuasion, she plucked up the courage and she wrote me an email. As I read her email, she related her experience with a previous employer how she was let go and she asked me to pray for her and her situation but in her email as i read that email i discerned by the spirit that she was in the grip of bitterness and unforgiveness towards her previous employer i understood that this was the main reason of her unanswered prayers. Well, instead of praying for her, I wrote back and gave her an instruction as to what to do about the situation. I advised her, first of all, to forgive her previous employer as well as the people she worked with and as an act of her forgiveness bake a delicious cake and take it to them. You know, I'm not really sure what she thought of my advice, but she did it anyway. She did exactly as I've advised her to do. Within a month, she was offered a job by a local company in the area. The door just opened. Not only that, but according to her testimony, she has learned to let go of rejection which was a major root and a source of pain in her life for many years. And over the last few years, I have watched her blossom spiritually, both her and her husband. And both of them have become spiritual pillars in our ministry and have influenced many since then in the community towards Christ and his gospel. Now, here is something I want to emphasize. And underline, many times we ask for prayer instead of asking for wise counsel. Now, this person didn't need more prayer. She needed sound advice. I'm going to say that again. Many times when we are in a tough situation, We ask for more prayer instead of asking for wise counsel or asking ourselves, what does the word of God say about my situation? When she received the advice that I gave her, she acted upon that advice. And the breakthrough came almost immediately. And most of us who are having issues either at work or at home, don't really need more and more prayer. All we need to do is act on the Word of God. Do what the Word says and the breakthrough will come. I'm going to say that again because this is so important. No amount of prayer can substitute the principle of obedience. You can fast, you can pray, Until your skin and bones, but until you and I come to the point where we act and put into practice, the word of the Lord, breakthrough will not come. So this is very important. You know, I recall many years ago, in the beginning of our marriage, we were having problems early, very early in our marriage. And the devil threatened to tear us apart, even even though I was born again at that time, together with my wife. You know what? I don't know for what reason or another. I didn't ask anyone for prayer. I went into my prayer closet and asked the Lord to help me. Lord, help me save my marriage. Show me what is it that you want me to do. And you know what? The Lord answered that prayer and he took me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. I'll never forget it, which says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You know, I spent, I could say, hours meditating on that verse of scripture. What does it mean? To love my wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. By the grace of God, day by day, I started putting into practice that very word. And you know what? That helped to save my marriage. Praise God forevermore. All we need, folks, is the word of God. Jesus said one thing is needed, and that is the word of the living God. Peter speaking to husbands, particularly in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7 says, Likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Did you hear that? Husbands and wives, that your prayers be not hindered. If we don't treat each other the way we should, in love, in forgiveness, definitely our prayers will be greatly hindered. It is clear from the statements in the New Testament that if we do not walk in love and practice forgiveness, beginning with our own family, our own loved ones, our prayers will definitely be hindered. Listen to what Ephesians, Paul writing to the Ephesians, inspired by the Spirit of God in chapter 4, verse 31 and 32 says the following. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god for christ's sake hath forgiven you the area of unforgiveness from my own experience in the ministry for many years And holding on to offenses is one that enslaves many people. And the reason being is that all of us, at one time or another, we have been hurt by people. Things that have been said, things that have been done to us can cause great emotional and mental anguish. And unless we learn the lesson to forgive and keep forgiving, we will cripple ourselves spiritually as well as emotionally. The key to walking in the freedom of the Spirit is to release and keep releasing those who have hurt us regardless of how great a pain they have caused us. And this brings me to, to, uh, to the conversation that Peter had with Jesus at one time. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, how often should we forgive those who trespass against us? And um, and he said, shall I forgive my brother seven times? And Jesus said to him, we find that you can turn there with me, please, to Matthew's gospel, chapter 18, verse 21 through to 35, an important portion of Scripture. You can study it and meditate in your own time during the week on the subject of forgiveness. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That means unlimited forgiveness. And then Jesus went on to teach on this very subject that we are teaching today. Therefore, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. And the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him his debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father will also do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. We can clearly see from the teaching of Jesus that God looks at the matter of forgiveness very seriously. There are serious consequences for those who refuse to walk in forgiveness and grant mercy to those who have done harm to them. And I believe that many today are under the yoke of torture both emotionally as well as physically as a result of bitterness and unforgiveness. Walking in the love of God brings healing and deliverance to the whole person both mentally, emotionally as well as physically. Jesus said, so my heavenly Father will do to you if you do not forgive from your heart those who have wronged you. That is a very frightening and a serious statement. Now, as we turn our attention to the Lord and pray over the word we just heard, I want to encourage you to search your heart. Search your heart by the Spirit of the Lord and see whether there is any offense, whether there is any ought, any bitterness, any unforgiveness in your heart against anyone. And if there is, Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive that your heavenly Father may also forgive your trespasses. It doesn't take long to forgive, folks. All it takes is a decision to let go of the wrong done to us and release those who have hurt us. It is an act of our will. This is not an emotional thing or a physical thing. Oh, you may say, I don't feel, I can't. Yes, you can, because it's a matter of a will. It is an act of your will to release and to forgive. During the early years of my conversion, I had been fiercely persecuted for my faith. And I recall both sets of parents, both my own biological parents as well as my in-laws, as well as relatives around me, would go out of their way to say and do things that would cause me much pain. And later on I recall When the Lord instructed me to enter the ministry and go to the Greek people with the gospel of Christ, all hell broke loose against me from the hierarchy of the Orthodox Church. Not only would they persecute me, they literally, physically, I was removed from the church building, as far as I recall, not less than twice. They would say nasty things, false things, accusations uh, concerning me, concerning my ministry, death threats and all of that. And it was during this time of great persecution that I learned how to quickly forgive and pray for those who would cause me great pain. By faith and as an act of my will, I decided to put into practice... Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I learned that verse off by heart, and I encourage you to do the same. Turn with me to Matthew 5, verse 44, from the King James Version. Jesus is teaching here on the Mount, and he says, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Did you hear that? He didn't say love your friends. He didn't say love those who love you. It's easy to love those who love you. He said love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Only the love of God can do that through us. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. In forgiving my persecutors, I found great release and peace in the midst of such hostile environment. I recall I would get up in the morning to to pray before I went to work. And the first thing I would do is I would forgive those that have said all sorts of things and falsely accused me and pray for them. Just like Jesus prayed for his persecutors, he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Stephen, when he was being stoned, the Bible says he looked up to heaven and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. You know, it was also during this time that I grew the most spiritually. And you should practice it sometimes. Do what Jesus said, whether you feel like it or not. Don't let your feelings rule you. Let the word of God be the Lord of your decisions and the Lord of your actions. That way you will find, as we walk in love, that our prayers will not be hindered. You will pray and the Lord will say, here I am. We will have quick answers to prayers. The people who have learned to quickly repent and quickly forgive are those that experience great answers to prayers. And so I want to encourage you today. Take the week. Search your heart thoroughly. You know, begin with your own environment, with your own family. You know, we say things to each other, even in in the marriage, be quick to repent. Be quick to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I didn't mean that. I was, you know, don't don't justify it. Just ask the person to forgive you and ask God to forgive you. Are, are you with me out there? A very important lesson. If you want your faith to work, then that's the lesson we need to learn and practice from day to day. Keep forgiving, keep releasing, and you will see miracles in your life. So I'd like to close in prayer and leave you with these thoughts and pray that you will take the time to do your own study, your own meditation on the scriptures that I've given you uh, today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy And thank you for your gift of forgiveness. Lord, help us to search our own hearts and see whether there is any wicked way in us, and lead us in the way everlasting. Teach us to forgive as you forgive, and teach us to love as you love, not just those who love us, but even those who are nasty to us, who hate us, who who accuse us falsely for one reason or another. Give us a heart that forgives easily, Lord. One that is quick to repent and quick to forgive and quick to believe. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message.